It's the twilight of your lifetime And you know the end is near Gotta find her and remind her Why she's waited all these years You were just a And welcome to Bachelor of Hearts Presents Senior Studies, the Golden Bachelor podcast that asks the question, were the small town girl and the city boy on the same train? <laughs> okay. Because yeah. surely then one of them would be like the 12, 15, 12, 30 a.m. sort of train to know going anywhere, Going anywhere, right? right? Yeah. And also, does the train stop in South Detroit? It's very hard to say. She was born and raised there. Right. And then so it's like we probably have a slightly better idea of where it was going, if that's Mm -hmm. the case. It wasn't necessarily going anywhere. It was going anywhere via South Detroit. (laughs) All stops. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stopping all stations to, I don't know, where's where's in Wisconsin? Uh, Green Bay. Great question from my friend Max Quinn. Hey, hello. You found the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. It's so nice to be here. Max Quinn is me. That's Xavier RN. Hello. Hello. My name's Xavier Rabetsky Noonan. I love The Bachelor. I was supposed to go to Woodstock, but I was too busy giving birth. And I hate the coronavirus. And I'm very excited to be here. Before we go any further on today's show, we are recording on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. What's up and hello to you if you are a First Nations Australian Bachelor of Hearts listener. This always was. This always will be Aboriginal land. Uh, Respect to elders past, present, emerging. G'day. Thanks for being here. Uh, Also, just a quick reminder that it is time to be on the right side of history and use your vote to recognize the traditional owners of the stolen land that we're lucky enough to live on, unless this episode comes out after the vote, in which case, either hooray or fucking goddammit. Yeah, guess, yeah, right? hooray or you fucked up. Somehow yeah. you didn't do enough. Well, I think our listeners are probably probably okay. but That's fine. I'd like to heap the guilt on them. Sure, yes. Let's start in a place of guilt yeah. and enter into a place of uh, sincere, blossoming truth Light and wholesomeness. Yeah. Like we've seen from our beloved lead, Gary. Of The Golden Bachelor. Right. So today we will be diving into the second episode of The Golden Bachelor, and we are thrilled to be joined by a very special guest making her first appearance on the podcast. You remember her as the first person in Bachelor history to ever get a matching tattoo with the lead before even getting one rose. You remember her for supporting the other women at the mansion at every opportunity, and you remember her for her diet of champagne, dick, and oysters, none of which we have provided for this recording. From this year's season of The Bachelors Australia, it's Bella Johnston. Oh my god, hi guys. That my was friend, such a hello. sweet intro. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. How are things? How are you? Things are good. Things are good. Um, God, it's been crazy. Uh Wow, I mean, I, I saved a baby today. Okay. <laughs> Let's start there. That's yeah. an energy. We've had a few guests on this show. I don't know if anybody has brought that type of energy right off yeah. the bat. Talk us through the baby saving. Okay, well, um, I'm house-sitting at the moment, and I am good friends with, like, my upstairs neighbours who have a little five-month-old, mm-hmm. and um, we hang out a lot. Like You and the five-month-old? Yeah, me and the five-month-old and me and the parents. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I was asleep this morning and the, the mum came kind of running in. She was going, Bella, Bella, Bella. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Um, someone had died or something. But she'd accidentally locked herself out of the house and mm. left the baby inside. Um, and it's like a first floor apartment above ours. And so we were calling everyone, trying to see if anyone had a spare key. And then we're trying to get a ladder. And then I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, let's just Spider-Man this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that. Daring, but like I managed to kind of climb into another neighbor's backyard and then like hoist myself up onto their balcony and get into the house get and in, save get the that baby. baby. That's sick. That's yeah, awesome. Good. Yeah, and then I got a free dinner out of it for you know they brought me dinner tonight as a thank you. So that's really nice. It's really nice being a hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny actually because I um I endangered a baby today. Did you Stop say more it. about that? Yeah, it's a funny coincidence that you happen to be saving a baby. Which baby um, was it? Um, it's this five month old actually that yeah, lives right. like not that far from from me. Are you? Yeah. Like living my life parallel, like. Well, it's not quite the same because you did a good deed, whereas I like I've been doing this new thing where, um, uh, instead of walking like normally, I've been like stomping everywhere. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Say more. The dinosaur and, stomp. Yeah, it's sort of like I'm sort of just like holding my place in the world, yeah. and I'm you know owning my my truth, I guess, in a way. Not to make this all about me. I'm no, very excited about you, you, but. Uh, yeah, I have been stomping a lot and uh, not paying too much attention of what's underfoot. And so, yeah, oh that God, does. You stomped a baby. It mm. tends to have some unforeseen consequences. And, like, you know, I don't know <laughs> if I can be held accountable for that necessarily. But, um, yeah, there was, a, there, was an, there, there was an incident. But the baby's fine. You know? but yeah, look, what was it doing there? Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? It, Being around it a grown man. Zane, you my stomping territory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Um, okay. We inflated the baby again, like in a cartoon. Like yeah, we yeah, yeah, got yeah. like a bike pump, and we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was fine. Yeah, totally. You know what they good say? Like babies' heads, they're nice and soft, so they're nice and malleable. Yeah, yes. yeah. It just like squish it back into shape. The shock. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. and there's the parents, no bones to break. The parents thought it was really funny. So. Yeah, I bet they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's anyway, enough about me. Bella, catch us up. How you been over the last oh, shit? So you didn't have your Instagram for a long time. Oh my god! Uh, what happened when oh you got back? Oh my god! Of course, because your your season taped like a hundred years oh. ago, and then they were sitting on it for a while, right? So it's been like eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, it's been a crazy eighteen months. Like I quit my job, like a lot of other women, quit yeah. my job, moved out of my house, put all my stuff into storage to go on the show, um, which like doesn't phase me. I'm a bit of a uh, how would I, uh, extremist, adventurer, uh, uh-huh. sure, live on the edge. Maverick. So, yeah, I was like, any excuse to fucking quit my job, man. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I love my job, but yeah. So I went on The Bachelor, and then after I got back after two months, I was like, I was on a bit of a high. Like, I loved filming, I had a mad time. So then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna book a one way flight to Alice Springs. I've never been there. Ooh. Um, so I went to Alice Springs and I lived with some friends for a while and found myself partying with this, uh, like a South African French Canadian community a lot, which was really cool. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I ended up getting a job as a tour guide. So I started running tours through like Central Australia. Oh, cool. crap. That's and, awesome. And like, then I went. Perth to Broome, and then all through the Kimberley a couple of times as well. 
um, even though I'd never been there. Yeah, yeah. But I was leading tours of like 30 people. You're like, this is one of my favourite spots. <laughs> I was like, I love it out here. This is, I come here all the time. Yeah. See this over here? See that rock? Yeah, that's a special rock. It's <laughs> <laughs> a no, nice boulder. I, I always had a story for stuff, but it wasn't necessarily factually true. That's all right. Sure. Well, yeah. they're not going to know. No, they didn't. People no one, passing through? No one ever complained. Yeah. And what's the vibe since? So the show aired months later. Yeah. How did you firstly, how did you uh, perceive yourself on the show? Like how did you how did you feel about the way that you were presented? I that's probably what I really struggled with, I think, the most. Like, because the actual filming of the show versus what you see is so starkly different. And I'm not the first person to say this. I'm no. like, yeah. you know, sorry, I've got a burp, heavens. So I have in my head this idea of like this, all the wonderful stories in my mind that happened. It was full of love. There was so much going on. There were so many beautiful love stories. And I then had six months to really marinate in those mm-hmm. feelings. And I was so fucking jacked, man. Like I was like, I'm going to come out of this with a book deal. Like look out Channel 10. I'm the next like host of the Arias. Like, yeah. and you know, like I got a big imagination. Um, and then the show came out and it was over in three weeks and they cut all the beautiful things that I thought were special about our season mm, to mm. focus on uh, like a maths style drama per yeah, se. Something that was quite incendiary and, and inflammatory. Yeah, and all the nice things between me and Jed I found were not important. Uh, um, mm. And I think the hardest part for me was really uh, the feedback around me was really interesting because um, – There was a lot of, like, people really liked me, which was obviously really beautiful and fine, but a lot of people were like, "Mm, why is she even there? And so Mm. then that started having me kind of question my self-worth a little bit because I thought I had a place there, but then everyone's like, nah, she doesn't belong there. And I'm like, well, am I not hot enough? Am I not skinny enough? Am I not good enough? Mm. Is it because I have naps on the lounge? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that kind of fucked with my head for a little while, but I think – like these, I've been working through it with my therapist, and mm. honestly, like I have no regrets. I loved my time. I love the women, um, and it was a beautiful experience wholeheartedly. But it did kind of rock my self esteem in a weird way that I never expected. Mm. You enter an experience like that. Uh, I mean, we met ten minutes ago, but yeah. you enter an experience like that—a person who is vulnerable and open. I assume to the way that reality TV happens and to genuinely wanting to meet someone. Yeah. I mean, I I was always realistic about the fact that I probably wasn't going to find love. Mm. Um, you know, 30 women, it's like your chances are pretty slim. Like I got better odds of winning a quaddy at the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> but um, but in saying that, like I am such a main character, so I was like, of course I'm going to find love. I'll come second. Fucking like I was like, man, yeah. I was already sure. picturing. I was like, I'm going to reject him at the end, you know, because everyone's going to love me. Yeah, yeah. So it was, a, it was a bit of a humbling experience, which maybe isn't such a bad thing for someone who's always gotten everything she's ever wanted in life. Sure. Yeah. But there's also something to that in that, like, you had beautiful experiences with Jed by the sound of things. Uh, look, we even heard a rumour that there might have been a single date. I don't know if you can confirm or deny that. I, yeah, there were there were definitely things that were cut out okay. that yeah. were really beautiful. I shared a lot of myself with Jed. Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot of things, and I think that ties back to what the bits that I was really shocked they cut out. Like I talked a lot about, like, uh, being a cancer survivor and how that affected my life, and mm. me and Jed had some really 
bonding conversations over it. So I was I was a little bit upset to know that they cut that because I think in prior seasons women's stories were a lot were held in a bit of a high regard. And yeah. this season mm. it, I felt like um, we were kind of tossed to the side a little bit for the petty drama. Yes. Mm. And I was really disappointed in that. That's probably my only criticism of Channel 10. I love Channel 10. Don't sue me. <laughs> I appreciate them. I loved my experience, but I was really disappointed in the edit and I told them that. Yeah, like good, but also that's I guess one of those things where you come off this show and it's the first time that they've ever tried this new format. Right. Uh, and I think they, they quite intentionally, I don't know how much of a reality TV person you are or a Bachelor viewer you are, like, prior to going on. Medium. Me, yeah, okay. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure it would be apparent that they were making a lot of decisions to make things very different this time around. And part of that was, like, having three leads and yeah. part of it was, like, setting it somewhere else. And, yeah. Um, did you did you know about all that stuff? Uh, yeah, we did to a certain degree. Not in the audition, but I I was lucky enough that my date was sort of later in the fact, so mm. I kind of got all the news before I went into the house. Right. So I was already aware that there was three bachelors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I became quite close with a lot of the producers as well and the head of Channel 10. We became... We have a good repertoire. Repertoire? Repertoire? Rapport? Rapport. That's the one. There it is. Fuck. You're um, also in a jazz band together, so you have got a great <laughs> repertoire as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can totally do that. So what God, What was I saying? Oh, um, wait, what was I saying? You're close with production. Yeah, close with the production. So when I was there, it was kind of – and the producers are icons. Like they're amazing people. They're feminists. They're, they're really like cool, interesting people. And the way they kind of, I guess, that I gathered probably from my own head was that this was – this was the new way of The Bachelor and it was feminist and it was like women were able to tell their stories and, you know, like like Yuri walking out and there was a lot of women standing up for things that they thought were right and mm-hmm. calling out shitty behaviours in the mm. men. So my experience, I was like, fuck yeah, this is groundbreaking stuff. This is like feminist work. Um, and we had some executive producers from America come over and look at the format and were really impressed by it. Yeah. So I was leaving thinking that, we had made history in television by making this beautiful um, female-centred piece about dating and love and relationships, mm. and then it 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 wasn't. It turned out to be a like a man from Melbourne being six foot four and going well, eh, 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 and with his tongue out to on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but but the things that were cut were us having deep conversations with him about his toxic behaviour. Yeah, right. and I think it was a disservice to Felix to have that cut because it actually gave him a character arc mm. and the women, it was it was a beautiful moment for them to sit and talk about it and then him go, wow, actually I was wrong by, you know, mm. macking on with Tilly all the fucking time. Sure. Um, so it, yeah, well, we had, yeah, we had Big Gail on the podcast and yeah. who was great and she was, I think she was telling us about like there was, there was an arc to Felix um, that we didn't really see and that like she could sense that his behaviour was changing so much over that yeah. time. And mm. like you could... Uh, you could extrapolate that if you watch this series back, but it certainly wasn't a focus. I know, and I feel like, and I'm not like, look, I don't make TV. Sure. Um, but I think no, I that. to differ. You were on quite a good oh, TV show. Oh, thank you so show. much. Yeah. But I think if they, I, I was disappointed because I felt like they were better storylines than what they focused on. And mm-hmm. even, and I think all of Australia could agree that we all got very sick of the Damien narrative. It was sure. laborious. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, fuck me. Okay, cool. You got two boyfriends. I don't have one. Can we just talk about <laughs> that? And I love Jess. She's a good friend of mine. Like yeah. I spoke to her earlier, but even she was a bit like, this is too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I get that that, 
that was interesting. But it was interesting maybe for a little bit. Mm. But there was so many other beautiful things that we could have focused on. And yeah, it, it was sort yeah. of, I mean, on, on some level it's kind of set up to to fail in in the sense that, like, this is more people that have ever been on this show at any point before. Oh. And, mm. and particularly, like, cramming the entire thing into a shorter time frame and airing it over the that case. That was the, weird, the, right? Just a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I imagine you didn't know anything about that until no, it happened, No, and I right? complained about it, don't worry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It strikes me as a difference between production and editing. Mm. Mm. At a certain point, I think uh, the show that you set out to make – and the show that you arrive at in the editing bay often end up as being quite different things because, okay, now we're moving to a 10.30 time slot and we've got an hour, for example. I I would imagine that that changes things a little bit, yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, where it's like, okay, cool, we now need to find time for this product placement in amongst this uh, love story that we have to cut for time with a character who came Fifth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are a lot Absolutely. of interests at play, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that there was, like, um, on side of, like, Channel 10, there was issues with other shows airing, other shows being cancelled. Yeah. And they... they they thought that that was the best time slot for us. But I guess the thing that I was disappointed about is, like, previous seasons had been, what, three months? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And over the course of. And that gives Australia time to really get involved with our characters. Uh-huh. Mm. Whereas three weeks it was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, yeah. It and was it, just and it over. felt like if you missed an episode or two, then you were just out. Yeah, and there was three episodes a week. I got fatigued. And as well as that, like, us waiting nine months for it to come oh out. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, I was devastated. I yeah. went into a little dark little... Dark little wormhole after that and just yeah, smoked a heap of weed and ate hot dogs. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's take this in the direction of The Golden Bachelor. Yeah, let's. Um, which is a brand new show that we are so excited to be recapping here on the show. There's been a lot of interest in us doing this show from our community. There's also been mutual interest in hearing from past contestants. You saved a baby this morning. I saved a baby this morning. And we're not able to watch the episode that has just happened. Mm. So I think the way that we're going to approach this is that Xavier's going to recap this episode. We're going to take you through it. And we are going to take you through it. And what we would like is live responses. So the the premise here is it's a 70-year-old bachelor. There's a group of women above the age of 60, and they are all, like, mad old person horny for him. I've mm. seen that. Like, he's a bit of a daddy. He is yes. a bit of a daddy. Of I all would... the 72-year-olds in the world, like, they picked an extremely good one. Yeah, player. like, I'm not saying I'd give him a go, but maybe I'd give him a go. Yeah. I think I'm there's not nobody fussy. in this room who wouldn't give him a go. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah, you're right. in a good place. So. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I'd, f- I'd fuck him. You know what? I haven't, <laughs> asked, I haven't asked Max specifically. I feel safe but, now. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely would. I would, <laughs> I, I would sit on his knee and feel assured by his calming voice. Okay. And, and, yeah. and erect penis or? Uh, uh, whose? Is in your back because you're sitting on his You'd knee. You'd hope a bit yeah. of both, I guess, but. It was a bit graphic. I'm so sorry. Was, uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. Max is what we've what what you've heard of as a straight person. <laughs> yes. What, what they call One the of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's begin with our recap of The Golden Bachelor, Season 1, Episode 2. Yay. The episode begins with an extremely brief glimpse of Nancy Holkauer crying as she says, I didn't know I'd feel this way. And it's a microscopic version of the sort of tonight on The Bachelor segment that we would normally see. And it's so nice to not have a host that's saying like, which one of these beautiful women will have her heart ripped apart and sent home in tears? And it's just like this subtle little like, oh, I'm intrigued. How did we get into that situation? 
And then anyway, we open properly on the 16 remaining women arriving at Villa de la Vina, and they begin excitedly exploring the space. Sandra from Atlanta, ITMs. So how's this going to work? Because we've got four women here and no drawers. And then as the beds are being claimed, she continues, I didn't want to be on top. I've had my knees replaced, so that's a lot of climbing. So I'm going to be on the bottom bunk, so it'll be only three steps to the bathroom. And I thought she was going to say it's only three steps to Jerry, but she's three steps closer to the bathroom, which I think is funny. At 75 years old, yes. Yeah, exactly. This is just, we're being honest about our bodies, which is great. Um, uh, While we're talking about the women beginning to cohabitate, I thought maybe this would be a good opportunity to talk about your time living in the mansion and, you know, in the new mansion in the new space and yeah, you know we- I totally just got flashbacks with the bunk beds like mm. it was it was like it was like a war that first night where it was who was going to sleep where because you knew there was three bedrooms uh-huh. and you knew there was going to be dynamics sure. within the rooms. Yeah. So you, did you end up rooming with people you liked? Was there, did you feel like you were getting put together with people that you weren't liking as much? I, or, was, I, mean, I don't know if you had any beef with anyone. Really. I, I mean, there was, there was a little bit of drama between me and Tash because we had actually been quite good friends at the beginning and uh-huh. I didn't like the way she was behaving and I called her out on it. Yeah. Right. So then she kind of was like, fuck Bella, behind my back, and then really uh-huh. nice to my face, and then everyone's like, oh, Tasha's mm. being mean behind your back, but whatever, water under the bridge. Like, yeah, sure. You know, she got, she got what she wanted out of it. Right, yeah. Um, you do you, boo. But so on the first night, there was also people that were so drunk they couldn't walk and they had to get carried to bed. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm not going to name names. No, no. Um, and it Are was any like, of them in this room? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, but I did get really drunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as you bloody would. Of course. Yeah. I can't imagine going into that situation without, you know. Oh, I was so anxious. And also I had gotten my period that day too. And yeah. I was wearing like, you know, that pantsuit with my titties out. And the pants are just so tight around my uterus. Yeah. And I was like wearing, and for some reason they had bought me like maxi pads. So I was wearing like this fucking diaper. And oh. I just felt so ugly and I got so drunk that <laughs> um, like. I felt like I nearly fell in the toilet and then oh. I thought that they were listening to me because you get really paranoid. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's cameras fucking and mics cameras and, and, yeah. So I was like singing while I'm on the toilet so they're like, <laughs> listen to me. They're <laughs> running all the taps and stuff. Yeah, no, I just was like, oh, they, they won't they won't film me if I'm singing because it's copyright. So. Right. Oh, sure. <laughs> so good. You're like, yeah, yeah. Start singing the Beatles or something. Yeah, you like, good start luck. singing fucking. I can't remember what I sang. Yeah. With something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was the actual point of what I was saying? Oh, yeah, the bunk beds. The living, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. So it was hectic. Mm. Um, I ended up being on top bunk and I think Crystal was below me, Emma was across, oh, it, yeah, and Kiki was across from me as well. Um, and it started out, there was literally like 14 women in the in the room. Oh, God. Which is like three bedrooms for 30 women is insane. Mm. There were kids' bunk beds. My feet nearly hung over the edge and I'm small. <sighs> I'm a small girl. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like some, at least some provisions have been made for the older cast on Golden Bachelor. I hope so. Um, as far as I know from talking to other Bachelor people and from what you've just said, it's pretty much only ever bunk beds, right? Um, I I could see there were at least a couple of freestanding single beds in the Golden Batch mansion as well. 
um, which I saw Leslie and Christina sitting on and I felt very grateful. Although obviously we are setting up a bit of a dichotomy, a bit of like some people get the bunks if they're, you know, if they're too slow or whatever. Like how many hip replacements do you have to have to be able to get a single bed? Right, yeah. I don't know if you have to apply for like special considerations or something. Get a doctor's note. But again, like if there was any conflict here between the women, we certainly didn't see it. It yeah. was all very kumbaya. Nice. I'm glad. Um, and the women toast to social security with mimosas. The tone is light and fluffy, like a Nancy Myers movie or a souffle. Um, and in walks, all right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Coastal mum. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> gleaming white kitchen. You know, oh, the whole stunning anything you could ask for. Yeah. In walks Jesse Palmer, 44, host, with a big smile on his face, ready to kick off the proceedings and retrieves a piece of paper from his pocket. And Nancy looks him dead in the eyes and says, what's that? Now, I want your thoughts on this. Do you think there is any way that she could not know what a date card is? This is very clearly. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Like you could get through casting like, you know auditions and stuff like that and be like, okay, I don't know how the show works. I suspect a lot of these women would have been signed up by their children. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I think a lot of them would have just gone into it for laughs and their kids have signed them up so it might not necessarily be mm. uh, come know their way around the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, if they had watched the Australian season, they would not even have received a date card once. I was about once. to say, I didn't, yeah, that's I didn't true. get a date card. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I do think this this is kind of the ultimate, like, she could not be more here for the right reasons because she doesn't even know what the um, the game is or whatever. Right, right. right. Yeah. She's like, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, Jesse seems a tiny bit flummoxed by this. He's like, don't you get what I do here? <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's determined not to let the mood slip. And moments later, Kathy is reading the first date card in Golden Bachelor history. She says, Teresa, you're never too old to find love again. Love, Gary. The women applaud. We are laughing at the name Gary. It's fine to do. Okay, We're yeah, all doing cool. It. But yeah. Gary, Gary. It's not Gary. It's, it's not, not Jerry. Yep. It's, yeah, it's an in-between space. Um, they wish Teresa a happy birthday because it is Teresa's birthday um, and it's time for her to get ready. As Susan is curling Teresa's hair, we hear a bit more about Teresa's story. She says, Billy was the love of my life. I got married when I was 18 years old. He was drafted during the Vietnam War. He came home to be in his brother's wedding, and then we got married as well on two days' notice. And in her voxy, she continues, Before my husband died, he actually said to me, I hope you find someone. I hope you get married again. And I know if he was here, he'd say, go for it, Teresa. Now, I'm crying at this point. My big question coming in, and we talked about this off mic, Max, was did you cry this episode? Because we talked about last week, I cried three or four times, I think, and our guest Alicia did as well. Um, you told me you didn't, and I'm not putting you on blast. Yeah. But what the fuck is wrong with you? Literally, Max. I found a logical inconsistency with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please because go she was on. like, if my husband was here. I forgot to tell you, Bella. Max is a robot. Um, yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Straight, cynical. Straight, hard. cynical, hard, hardcore robot. Mm-hmm. Look, this was a lovely date that they went on, but <laughs> the point at which uh, I, I drew the line was the point at which she said, if my husband was here, mm-hmm. he'd say go for it. Hey, oh. may- maybe they were into that shit, man. That's hey, true. I hope that they were. Yeah. I didn't the, hear anything. The Bachelors of Australia that- season 10 yeah, yeah, yeah. opened up a lot of doors. We love swinging. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Polyamory have- is the way of the future. That's right. This is it. And uh, it's funny later in the episode when um, that old man named Damien enters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of parallels. Yeah. 
Okay, let's talk about this single date with Teresa. It's twilight. Sorry, golden hour. Oh, feels appropriate. Love it. And Gary arrives, pulling up in a schmick blue vintage convertible. And Gary and Teresa just happen to be matching in blue outfits. It's all very nice. Oh, I wonder who orchestrated that. Yeah, who knows? It's just a coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. Gary ITMs, he's a bit scared because he's out of practice with dating. There's many things that could go right, and there's many things that could go wrong. Now, you, because you haven't seen that, you don't know that he talks like this. He's Is like, that actually how he talks? Yeah. yeah. He's got kind of like he's this a, like, a little very bit calming. Of a peaceful Kermit. Like he could be like on the calm app oh, yeah. and tell some sleepy stories. Definitely. For that. sure. That's totally it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I can't do ASMR, but I'm a big fan. Mm. He's an extremely soothing presence. Mm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, because he jinxed it and said there are things that could go wrong, they're out on the California freeway. The sun has set. And uh-oh, this vintage car's headlights begin to blink off and on at random. And he ITMs that he lives in northern Indiana and the roads there are nothing like this. So we see this like huge truck go past him with a big honk generously added in in post-production. You can sense that things have become quite tense out yeah, on the road. Absolutely. They're in a convertible, hair blowing everywhere, and he's like, oh, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, even though it's like, I think it's juiced up a little bit for TV. Mm. Um, you think? I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. I don't know if that's real. Yes. Sensing Gary's nerves, Teresa gently rubs his shoulder with her hand, and he says, thanks for that. <laughs> and then she does it again, adding, you're doing so great. And then they get off the freeway and Gary adds, your hand on my shoulder meant a ton. <laughs> and Teresa says, your arms feel so good. I thought this moment was very lovely. We're all laughing because I'm so good at doing the voice, You're obviously. You're so good. I thought this moment was so funny. This was great. I really, did you, so you, it was more of a comedy moment to you? Oh, for me when, like, so basically she was, I don't know if she was making a move or if she was trying to, like, be, be comforting, mm-hmm. but she puts her arm in a very, like, 70-year-old feminine woman way. Okay, yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, it's a drape, it's a dangle. Man, right? Yeah. Mm. And he says... Thanks for that. <laughs> it is like, yeah, he's got a peculiar way of expressing I can't himself. wait to watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I'm so excited now. Yes. Like, okay, can I show you? Okay, here's a picture Please, of, please show me. This is this concerned this is man yeah, he's driving. Like, he sort oh, of looks like, um, like, uh, like Indiana Jones a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's mm. a bit of Harrison to it. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. who I have a major crush on. Actually, I've heard stories yes, recently, absolutely. yeah. But um, yeah, okay. He looks like a he looks like my dad when my dad's a little bit stressed merging in the Hume Highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and not to relate this back to me, but as a newly minted provisional license holder, <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah, as of yesterday. Oh my thank god! You very congrats. Much. Thank you. Um, I feel like it's my duty to inform our listeners that, according to the New South Wales Government Roads and Maritime Services. A car whose headlights are not working <laughs> is not considered roadworthy and you must not drive at night if your lights are not working. There is unfortunately no clause that I could find in the road user handbook about having your sweetie's hand on your shoulder. Uh, I don't know if maybe that's going to be corrected in a future edition. I don't know. Maybe it's distracted driving. Yeah, I, that's what I would say yeah. probably as well. It seemed to help him. I don't know. Maybe it's just a generation gap thing. Hard to say. Anyway, by some miracle, they managed to arrive at their destination. Oh, a thank God. Classic. And then they die. And that's the end. <laughs> and then the season's over. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't find time to watch this 10 minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> followed by the special funeral or whatever. It's a bit bleak. Uh, they arrive at a classic 50s style diner, just like the one in which Gary started his restaurant career. And they take their seats, order some fries and a chocolate shake to share and keep chatting. Teresa says, I wanted to tell you that honestly, I didn't expect to like you as much as I like you, but I really felt a connection to you the minute I saw you. And then you kissed me and I said, oh, so you might feel something too. And Gary says, not only once, but twice. They smooch. They smooch. Two, two the old person smooches. Thank you. On one. Yeah. Like 72 year olds getting more action than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Shock. I'm, Wait. So, I'm triggered as. So I, I, am I to assume that uh, post-show you haven't been like drowning in. Oh, no, no, no. I drowned in dick for a long time. Right. Don't worry okay. about that. That's I went like, uh, God, I got off the plane. I went on a bender. I think I got like 48 hours after I had like three dick weekend. All Amazing. right. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's No, I, I went full ham. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm just talking about my bachelor experience. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being yeah. horny for a kiss. You should have just kept the cameras following you for a little while. They could have got a bit of extra. Don't worry. It's coming. It'll, it'll come. Yes. I, I've got some things happening. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Teresa continues, I married my high school sweetheart. Sound familiar? Because Gary did as well. Oh, okay. I'm did so... she die? Sorry. Yes. yes. Okay, so we're yeah, talking about a lot dead. of... She's heaps dead, dead husbands and wives. There's yeah. going to be a lot of that. There's going to yeah. be a lot of. It's, we're getting real corpsey cool. on this, this episode. This is like a real dark kind of season. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the spectre of death looms large. I wonder large. if anyone would die on the season. Well, we've already asked this question. Oh, sorry. And I okay, really, sorry. Like, I really think that's. I don't that want that's... anyone to die, but God, Max, you sound good way too excited about it. Oh, like the, the prospect of a ghost haunting this season oh. is something that genuinely. I have to say something here because you, I don't know if you guys remember Janae from my season. She got about two minutes. She it, she was one of my closest friends in the house and mm. we actually did a seance three times during the house. We tried to contact Jed's grandmother. Did not come through, bitch. <laughs> um, and then we tried to contact Elvis and then we got through to Princess Diana. Wow. Um, How's Princess Di? It, she was murdered. She confirmed. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Family definitely killed her. But, yeah, she's good. She's good. She's chilling, man. Teresa says that they were married 42 years and then he passed away what happened was his kidneys were not good and billy always had hope of a kidney transplant but one day when i was at work he took a turn for the worse and i ran home and i watched him take his last breath and throughout this gary is listening and reacting exactly how you would want someone to and it's obviously especially meaningful because gary lost his wife to illness as well Teresa says she's been alone for eight or nine years and gary has this touching voiceover where he says Teresa's story. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Don't stop. You are not allowed to stop. Teresa's story was very similar to mine. All of a sudden, my emotion at my loss, just looking at her and listening, felt just a little different. I didn't feel like breaking down and crying for once. I felt like I was talking to someone that understood the loss of a spouse. I'm crying again at this point. Oh, the thing that got me here, I didn't cry, but the thing that got me was for once. Oh, right. Yeah. That part of the phrase. I didn't feel like breaking down or crying crying for for once. once. Yeah. Can I tell you the bit that unexpectedly got me was that when he said, um, uh, it felt just a little different. Yeah. He doesn't say like it felt better. It lightened my load or whatever, but just like, oh, it's just changing his perspective. Changes the meaning a little bit. Yeah. I think that meant it made it, I could relate to that more, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, He tells her right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right now, I have a great circle of friends, but I'm lonely. 
She agrees, saying, I don't want to be alone, and there's no time to waste. At this age, we just don't want to waste time. Just say how you feel. And Gary can't help it. He says, I gotta tell you, I really like you a lot. I really do. Wow. And you feel it. And in ITM, he says, It's amazing that with just a simple touch and a few words, we're back to hopefulness about the future. And it's like, this is so fucking Mm. good. It's hitting me real hard. Teresa suggests that they learn Italian together and then go on a trip to Italy. Oh, Teresa, honey, you're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I maybe would agree, but Gary loves this. He does this like huge, wide-eyed expression of pure delight, and he says, I'm in on that. Did you make future plans with Jed? Yeah, actually, we did. Yeah. What happened? Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Max. All right. Um, Where did it all so go actually, I, I probably one of the hardest things for me to come to terms with um, was the fact that I got ghosted by both Chad and Felix after the show. And, oh, and wow. I had a really great – I thought that we had a really good friendship. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, as you know, like – well, one of the things that they didn't air was me and Felix were really, really close. You friends? Mm. Yeah, we had a secret handshake. Um, he would, we were always would sit down and debrief with each other. Like we had a really close friendship. Yeah, mm. um, I consider him one of my closest friends in the house. I was really upset when they cut that because man, our secret handshake was awesome and it looked so cool. Yeah, like, that would have been sick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like. What you can't tell was on that roller coaster scene. I was actually in Felix's group because Jed didn't want to go on the roller coaster, and so I yeah. was hanging out with Felix the whole time. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, and then me and Jed had a really close relationship as well, which you could tell when I left and he was crying and all that. Mm. And we had all these plans, like some musician, we were going to like play together. We have mutual friends, like um, some of my close friends in Melbourne are his close friends. Yeah, right. So we had all these plans, and then um, – Jed never followed me back on Instagram. Right. Oh, my God. And I obviously – and Elysia is one of my best friends now, and yeah. I actually spoke to her about this, and she said, yeah, I brought it up with him. It's fucked. And he says that he just doesn't want anything to do with anyone anymore. And I was oh. like, okay, that's fair enough, but, like, it's pretty harsh. There's a conversation that is owed yeah. at the very least. And he never – like, he never, ever, ever tried to reach out to me. So yeah. then I ended up doing that – post that got me my blue tick, um, that one about how I called him out for not following me back. Right. Mm. And he did follow me and then promptly unfollowed me the next day. Uh. So I was like, fuck you. Like, I'm yeah. not – it really hurt because yeah. the thing that I held so tight through all of it was the friendships. Yeah. Because that was the genuine part for me was I was like, okay, whatever, all the drama, all the bullshit. Yes, me and Jed didn't have a romantic connection but – um, we were really good friends and I really cherished that. Um, and then Felix as well, I, we made plans to catch up in Melbourne and he never responded to me. Yeah, right. Um, mm. And I even texted him, I was like, hey, mate, like, can you just let me know you're okay? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were catching up today. Never heard from him again. Mm, oh. That sucks. I'm sorry um, to hear that. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, like, ghosts are ghosts, you know, whatever. Ghosts are ghosts. Ghosts are ghosts. Um, Try not to get too spooked. Yeah, frankly, it's their loss. Of I mean, course. like, yes, are you kidding would. me? As if yeah. Confirming that you are a delight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, catch us up. Can we take a, a little detour here? I'd love yeah. to know, how's everyone from your season? Who are you in touch with? Yeah. What's the, what's, um, what's the tea? What's the tea? <laughs> um, we're, we're, I'm still really close. The Sydney girls were probably like the closest because like, mm. there was a lot of us. Yeah. So you got Big Gail, Lizzie, Naomi, um, Little Abby down in Cronulla, 
Jess Navin moved to Sydney. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mickey, who was on for 30 seconds, which was an absolute travesty. She Mm. is so great. And Zara. Yeah. Um, Mm. And all of these women were amazing and we all became such good friends. And, yeah, we've had a mad year, like, just partying together. Mickey would throw these, like, wild house parties and... It would take me three weeks to get over them. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Mm. And then I've seen, I've caught up with Kiki a lot. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. She's in a, actually, funnily enough, and I hope I'm not outing anyone for saying this, but she's actually in a polyamorous relationship, like a real Ooh. one. Yeah, right. Um, and her partner is amazing. I love him. Sick. Um, so I've caught up with them a few times as well. Um, uh, God. I think Kiki might listen. Yeah, I think so. I, think I hope so. She's a listener. About G'day. Yeah, I love her. Um, yeah. Lou as well. I'm really close with oh, Lou. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember Lou. She holds my heart. Yeah. Um, God, who else have I caught up with? Janae, obviously, is a good mm. friend of mine. Mm. I, like, there's so many women that I, like, I haven't caught up with Courtney. But yeah. I, mm-hmm. I love her immensely and mm. we've tried. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I'll just invite them all to my 30th next year and we'll do a little. Hang out. Yeah. Get the Daily Mail involved. Do you know it's funny? Picks. Like, I, I feel like uh, having talked to really only you and Gail and, and Angela on the internet. Oh, Angela, I love her. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like it feels like there's a sisterhood yeah. that has come out of this season which might feel a little bit different to the way that, that other seasons have operated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? The fact that there were three bachelors for sure because yeah. we weren't actually all pitted against each other. I had no yeah. competition with Abigail and Crystal. Oh, yeah, of course true. you didn't. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we just were immediately best friends and we could all talk about the dramas of our own group. But then the best part about we called ourselves the Jedi Rangers. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, it was Ange, Coco, Elysia and me. We were all so close. Like, yeah. like Elysia was encouraging me to go past Jed. Like, we're all really like, yeah, fucking let's do it. Let's just have a polyamorous fivesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we were so close. And, like, I, I've lived in Elysia's walk-in wardrobe for a couple of months this year. Like, yeah, right. she's yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, and there was never any, like... She, it was just awesome. Like, and I, I feel like we could attribute that to the three bachelors, but also probably just to the quality of women. Yeah. 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 It feels like this was a really, really well cast season of women in particular mm. who were, mm, the thing that, that we talked about a lot during the season was the specter of these men and how none of them felt like the bachelor. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was kind of like one bachelor split between three in a way or whatever. Like none of them were quite fitting the... This is supposed to be or sold as like, the most too, eligible right? man. It's supposed to be the most eligible man in Australia. And I don't know <laughs> that any of them were um, not even remotely but particularly eligible. Well, I just think, Jed, I don't want to be ageist, but 25 is too He's young. He's a baby. Yeah. 25 is way too young. I think there is a problem with Bachelor casting people who are below the age of 65, and I'm really glad that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not looking to settle down until I'm at least in my 60s. Right, it's right. literally just not realistic. Yeah. 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 Um, so then on this date we get a shot of the jukebox and the now classic mid-tempo rock anthem Don't Stop Believin' by Ooh. American band Journey begins to play. Gary begins giving this speech to Teresa, which really seems to move her. He goes, everyone's like, Tensing up, waiting for it, yeah. Um, We have both been to hell and back. We have loss that we've overcome. We're still alive and kicking, and there's hope. Not just hope to get to the next day, but there's hope that I have someone to spend the rest of my life with. That hope is huge. And she adds, that's what you need to get up each morning. You need hope. 
And he says, you don't stop believing. To which Teresa says, that's right. Oh, yeah, that song. That's, that's great. In about that tone of voice, that's right? Exactly Max is doing right. big nods because that's basically how it plays out, right? She, he's like, like she's... you don't stop believing, huh? Ah. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what is happening here is a fucking flash mob. Right. So, Sorry, what? So clearly Gary saying don't stop believing is the cue for what is about oh to happen. Oh, my God, no. Which makes it funny that he has to say it maybe three or four times yeah. before it really kicks off. It is a flash mob. We see the staff of this diner jump up on top of the counter. The other patrons all join in. And it's revealed that, no, it isn't just a whole diner full of people who are speaking so quietly that the mics can't pick them up. And also wearing, like, slightly themed clothing that all sort of seems to just go Interesting together. that, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm. Um, with, like, no logos or anything on them. <laughs> um, <laughs> after the two of them share a great big kiss, the mob leads them outside. Um when I when I say mob instead of uh, uh, flash mob, it does. I'm picturing pitchforks. Angry mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, where everybody can sin- continues dancing and clapping. We see the cook poking his head out of the window, singing along. I wouldn't say it's like choreographed. They're not doing like a musical number, but like, it's kind of got, like. Look at this. Okay, I'm going to show you this. This is choreographed. Yeah, I'm picturing like Beauty and the Beast, like. Kind of, you know, when the the townsfolk are like, yes, oh my god, yes, yeah, everyone's like, holding hands and everyone's and commenting on Belle that she reads too much, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah, kind of like <laughs> what I'm right. picturing for some reason. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Gary ITMs. Teresa could be the person I spend the rest of my days with. I think it would be very comfortable. And he grabs a rose that has been resting on top of the car. He hands it to her. The group cheers, and he says. Gee, you are so lovable. As they embrace and kiss again, I thought that was very sweet as well. I am so excited to tell our listeners about what happens on the first group date because it is something that we see pretty frequently on The Bachelor Australia. Um, It's a little more sporadic in the US. We are talking, of course, about the photo shoot group date. You ever play Pokemon Snap? No. No, okay, don't worry. Wonderful photo shoot group date on Bachelor. Perfect photo shoot group date on Bachelor. Wow. Episode two is the time for a well done photo shoot group date on Bachelor. Oh. You might dress up like a big chicken and old man or a lobster. You were close. Photo shoot group date on Bachelor. You made it. Photo shoot group date on Bachelor. Hello there. Episode two is the time for a. It's the sky. Photo shoot group date on Bachelor. See you. Oh my god, that was so good. Thank you, Bella. Uh, you so you were not a part of this rite of passage, which is very no. upsetting to me. I feel like. The Bachelors was such an attempt to break with the sort of expectations of how these things tend to work out. Yeah. Obviously, we predict that it happens in episode two of every season because it does. Uh, did you feel that absence at the time? You sounded like you were a bit dismayed about it. I was ago. so disappointed. I think also because when you... tempted you... to walk off. You know? Yeah, yeah, I was ready to throw hands. Like, no, so I guess when you're doing... Uh, I hope this isn't against the law... 
the Channel 10 law, but when you do your paperwork, they make you sign a waiver. Uh-huh. And on the waiver, they say all the things that you could possibly do, like sure. helicopter rides, bungee jumping, extreme sports. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do them all. Fuck yeah. And then they ask you what your biggest fear is. And I say my biggest fear is heights and crocodiles. And then they ask you, like, you know, what's something you'd never, ever do? And I was like, I'd never jump out of a plane. I just wanted a free plane ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so you like, it's this all extreme, smart. extreme, extreme. Yeah. And we did nothing. We went through the uh, the did. form. We did an application. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you For know what's Zavie. up. So we know yeah. what's up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so- this is months and months ago, Xavier was single and trying to apply for the show being like, what could we do? How could we cast ourselves in the most interesting way? We tried oh, yeah. to create the perfect applicant. We tried to go? imagine, well, I'm getting calls about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Darling, you're perfect. Oh, thank you very much. Um, tell your friends a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. Okay. But yeah, I was really disappointed by the 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 budget dates that we had. Yes. Yeah. And I even said to Jed and to production mm-hmm. that after Jed had gone on two dates and they were taking Elysia into a forest to watch him play the drums. <laughs> My God. And then the girls going to the Versace Hotel and watching him get his nails painted, I said that if I had a date where I had to watch him do something and I couldn't be involved, I would leave then and there. Yeah. 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 So I, I at least had some standards. So at least if you had hypothetically, being able to go on a single date with Jed. What might you have liked to have done? Oh, I would have liked to have done many things, hypothetically, but hypothetically what hypothetically would have happened mm. was we went to a pub. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hi- yeah, you where went you to like a hypothetical pub where you might have had. Yeah. Yep. Well, actually, hypothetically, it was a beer tasting, hypothetically. Uh, uh, but I'm allergic to beer. Yeah. So that was I threw a spanner in the works there, and then I said, "Don't you know anything about?" It's sort me? of your biggest mm. fear. It's sort of an extreme activity. Yeah, yeah, it could be quite extreme. Yeah, yeah. and me ended up in hospital because I'm celiac. Um, so if that date had happened, it would have been us sitting on a bench drinking rosé. Uh, which, frankly, I can get off Tinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot less paperwork. Yeah, like I've had more exciting dates from Hinge, you know what I mean? I get you. Yeah. Yeah. We've sat on a bench and and drunk rosé plenty of times. Oh, God, like I do that in my spare time. Are you kidding me? I do that in my sleep. It's a hobby of mine. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're talking about the Photoshop group date. This is maybe not the most uh, deluxe version of it that we've ever seen that we'll talk about in this. So Gary ITMs, for me, at 71, the mere concept of a group date with 12 women is not normal, not even close. Which, like, of course, as a 31-year-old, I'm constantly going on this. Yeah, at 28, like, I've got one booked in tomorrow night. Right, yes. Um, The women gather in a courtyard where Gary tells them they'll be doing a romance novel cover shoot. And as usual, they'll break into separate groups with different themes. It's just like we've seen before. Gary introduces the flamboyantly stylish Franco Lacosto, who I, having watched many, many seasons of American Bachelor, I know this man very well. Oh right. my God, who is he? He has got like 20 years of experience, mostly in television. He like does this type of thing. He was on like Next Top Model, I think. Oh! Right. He, as well as being a photographer for photo shoot group dates in The Bachelor, he also serves as like a contributing producer or something on The Bachelor in some way. Okay. Um, Very cool. Which I think is basically, like, it It mostly relates to these dates, which pop up from time to time. And he has a real knack for figuring out, because I think the, the photo shoot group date is such a great way early on in the season of crystallizing, like, 
which people are going to get along? Which people can we put together to make some sparks fly? Who can we dress who, up as a chicken and annoy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who are we singling out who might be a, a, have a negative reaction to this? Um, I remember him. Uh, I, I remember Franco best for a moment in season 21, Nick Vial's season, where villain Corinne Olympios. Um, I remember Corinne. Iconic, beautiful. We love her. Very sex positive. Awesome, cool. What a bad bitch. Yeah. She's sick. Slay. Obviously everybody hated her. Um, <laughs> yeah. She took her top off in the middle of the photo shoot group day. In Something the I would do and I love it. Yes. Mm. And she told Nick that they are going to quote Janet Jackson it, referring to the Rolling Stone cover where uh, there are like hands cuffing her naked bazooms. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. She's so cool. She's a star. I want to yes. be her best friend. You should probably watch her season. She fucking. I think I'm going to have to. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, she, she, um, grabs his hands, places them on her boobs and Franco decides that he is going to award her the extra time for being daring. And so he should. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think like he just has the keen eye for like who is going to pop, you know, um, not necessarily like pop their top off, but, um, yes. Iconic moment, sadly not repeated on this group date with the 70 something year old women. Um, they are all given 10 minutes to get into quick drag for their photo shoots uh, Natasha gets doled up in bright, almost like Scooby-Doo cartoon level, like hippie <laughs> clothing. Yeah. She ITMs, I love this outfit because I love color and pizzazz and it represents me. Funky, groovy, and bringing it back to the 70s. Woohoo! Oh yeah, nostalgia vibes. Right. Um, Bella, you were very well-dressed on the show. You are very well-dressed <gasps> on the podcast Thank as well. You. Was that all, like, your own wardrobe? Yeah. Did you, were you, like, reaching out to brands or whatever? No, like, God, no. Because people um, do, like, you know. I guess they do, yeah. No, short I, notice, you find out you're going to go on the show, you go, fuck, okay, what can we pull together? I mean, my probably my biggest regret, actually, is buying clothes for The yeah. Bachelor because yeah. I have an uh, amazing wardrobe. I, um... Like, I'm going to back myself on that. Oh, I, yeah. I have yes. a great sense of style, even though not everyone always agrees with it. Um, tonight, just in case the listeners are wondering, I'm actually wearing a shirt with titties on it. Somebody Is somebody doing the Janet Jackson to them? I yeah. Mean, so yeah. so yeah. it's a picture of someone's boobs out, but they've got their own hands over the boobs. Yeah. So I wear Nala. So I, I actually walked on um, in Sydney Fashion Week for Wear Nala. Wow. Oh, you did? Right. Yeah. Awesome. So Sick. that was a really cool thing. Sick. Um, and this is one of their shirts. But, yeah, I love my fashion sense. And I I, I remember thinking when I was going on The Bachelor, I was like, I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want. Mm. Uh, but I also remember there was an article running with a photo of me in the Daily Mail or Yahoo or whatever, and it was like, this season's Bachelorettes are the worst dressed ever. And it was a picture <laughs> of me with my floral socks on and my green Crocs, and I had my orange glasses on and my hair in little pigtails. Oh, Hell yeah. And I thought I looked so cute. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is boomer talk. Yeah. That's actually the first I'm hearing about Daily Mail saying something unnecessarily rude about a woman's <laughs> I know, it's funny. Yeah. But I, I guess um, I don't dress for the male gaze, and I used to when I was younger, and now I dress purely just for myself and I think people can, you know, and it's people can have an issue with that, especially on television. I'm sure yes, for a sure. lot of people don't don't do that as often. Yeah, yeah it's about what you want to wear. Yeah, yeah, I had so much fun with it. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. But you uh, bought clothes. Did you feel a uh did, did you, you feel a need to buy clothes to, like, normie yourself? No, I think I was just, I was anxious. Yeah. So before I went on the show, I spent a fair bit of fucking money. Like, I got my hair done, I got my Botox done, I got my lips redone. Uh-huh. Um, I bought, I spent about, like, $800 on new clothes. Mm. I went and spent about $400 on new makeup. Mm. Like, 
And I kind of like, okay, hair, Botox, yeah, totally. Um, makeup's great. I still use it. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's investment. Clothes, I I honestly I didn't need half of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially like when you meet girls on the show, like we we shared a lot of things. Mind you, a lot of my stuff got stolen. Oh. Yes. There was a thief in the house, and I have no idea who it is, but my um, Poppy the Slim and Sunnies went missing. Oh. And um, a couple of other girls got stuff, like, that went missing, and it was really Mm. devastating. Up first is April, Jeannie, and Kathy with the theme The Island of Desire. We mainly focus on Gary, who is wearing the classic, like, ruffled shirt and long Fabio wig. <laughs> Beautiful image. Uh, we see some of the photos flash on screen. They look absolutely appalling. They look just disgusting. They look truly, Can truly bad. I'll try and find some okay, for you. Please. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to say, like, full credit to everybody who is actually posing for the photos because I'm sure they're trying their best. But, like, it's absolutely crazy to me. There's literally zero lighting. There are no sets. There's nothing. Oh. They're literally, like, standing out in the garden and, like, half of them are, uh, like, in shadow. It's very strange the way that oh. they set this up. I think it's just, like, they they rushed it together. It's a low-budget photo shoot. Like, we yeah. get that. We totally get that. Right. Um, the Summer of Love photo shoot goes much the same. There's a little ITM from sexy dancer Leslie, who is a little upset that Natasha took the outfit she wanted. Oh. She says, I'm allowed to feel upset, but once I show my emotions, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I'm Just not going to let this out. affect my time with Gary at all. Yeah, good for her. I love that's, that. That's a good stance to have. Feel yeah, it and then move on. And, like, it's just so funny that, like, this is maybe the most tense things seem to get on this episode. Can we talk about Sexy Dancer? Is there, is there, oh is there a stripper yes. grandma? She's not a stripper. Oh, as far as we know, anyway. Okay, she cool. she uh, is a She's a workout trainer to the stars. Oh, cool. And in her youth, she dated Prince. Fuck Actual <laughs> prince, and he wrote the song "Sexy Dancer" about her. Oh, okay, cool. So she's not actually a sexy dancer, but she is the sexy dancer. That yeah, is the song. so cool. It's what can I yeah. say? Oh my god, stop it! He looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. It is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That He's having fun. Absolutely He's shocking. He's having fun. This is what he looks like on the like Summer of Love photo shoot. Oh, that's a bit kitschy, isn't it? It's yes. a bit kitsch. It's All very, women like, are in um, very, very colourful. It's it's very just party looks like they're city. shooting for the gram, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, it's not yeah. an actual photo shoot. Right. Uh, Ellen ITMs that getting dressed up and playing with Gary and the other women is an amazing experience, adding, I mean, when's the last time I wore a wedding gown? Aww. And then we cut over to that shot we saw at the very start of Nancy, who is very upset. She's taking a time out from the group date, and she explains to April, I just haven't had a wedding dress on since the day I got married. Aww. And in ITM, she says, I know in my rational mind, I know that he passed away. It's been 12 years, but I'm remembering my wedding and how I felt that day, and it was the best day of my life. Mm. So it just made me, I really miss him still. And like this is really brutal. It's very lovely, but it's very hard very to watch. Sad. But it's very sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what? Like, props off to the producers to come up with this concept because they are tugging at the heartstrings. It's so good. For sure. They're like, like, oh, we've got a wedding dress here. Who can we put in it? Well, so part of it is like sometimes they'll talk about like for the rest of my days. Yeah. I 
have worked out how many days that is. Oh my god, how many days? Hang on a minute. What do you mean? <laughs> well, so the you average... know the exact date and circumstances of Gary's death. Well, the average American lifespan is seventy-seven point two eight years. Okay. okay. Okay, that's also not, a not lot. long. And yeah, Gary's <laughs> Gary's seventy-two. Look, he's in good shape though. Like he's oh, probably sure. he's probably going to get. Hey, a, so I is mean, Prince. That's right. By the law of averages, he's got 1,825 days to go. That's actually not much. That's so few. It's not that many. That's fucked up, Max. Like, that's, that's really not even, up. if you saved a dollar for every day, that's not even enough to buy an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, that's exactly how long you waited for your season to air? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> that's how long it's been since I've had a boyfriend. Hey. Yeah. She tries to get through the photo shoot. Gary notices she's a little teary and she mutters, I'll tell you later. We see them reconvene afterwards on a bench in the garden. Gary says, I was looking forward to talking to you, but it seems like we're missing each other or there's a disconnect. I'm wondering if there's something wrong. Nancy explains, saying, this evokes and brings up so many emotions that we're all good. I was lucky to have my husband. I was lucky he's the father of my three children. But just having on a wedding dress was overwhelming. Mm. Gary says he can relate. A year ago... I was walking in front of this bakery, and the smell of cinnamon hit me. And my wife used to make cinnamon balls at Christmas. And that instant when I smelled the cinnamon got me just about as hard as the wedding dress got you. I'm just realizing now, it sounds like he's saying it got him hard. (laughs) (laughs) This is the joke that we made in, yes. I that until so right now. Hard. Got me rock hard. Just like <laughs> those cinnamon balls. My cinnamon balls. My cinnamon balls. She used to call them her cinnamon balls. <laughs> it used to be our cinnamon balls. I have a similar thing. I have a similar thing where cinnamon makes me cry, but it's like when I try and eat a whole spoonful of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the cinnamon challenge. Bring that it's back. Like, yeah, where's that being? internet times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's do an ice bucket challenge while we're at it. Let's drink two liters of milk in the backyard and see who throws up first. Nancy says, even though I was sad earlier, I still felt hopeful. There's joy in remembering, but I still have hope moving forward. And they hug. It's another really special moment of two adults processing their grief together in this episode. And of course, when it's time to hand out the group date rose, there's really nobody better for it to go to. But we do spend a moment or two learning uh, a few things about the other women. Kathy says, when I'm 100, I plan to still be good looking, which gets a big laugh from Gary. Gary, don't laugh. Um, Ellen, we learn, has a master's degree. April is very spiritual. Sexy dancer Leslie says she's not just a sexy dancer. She also has a sexy heart. Oh, my God, I fucking love her. She's so good. That's Gar- me. Gary tells her, you've got a soft, gooey inside. Yeah, I bet she does, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I'm like a lava cake, which, I, you know, this whole thing's very cute. She also reveals that she, too, has some ear candy, some, uh, some hearing aids, one on each side, <laughs> um, by saying, if you ever want to whisper sweet nothings in my ear, I will be able to hear you. And then he whispers something in her ear. We don't hear it, and she giggles and kisses him on the cheek, and then we see a shot of a producer asking her what he said, and she said, we're not going to say. i got to keep some things private. Oh, my God. The microphones didn't pick that up. Exactly. Oh, that's cheeky. That's disgusting. Do you, how many private moments do you feel like you had? Well, the only house. the ones in which I was sitting on the toilet and singing out TikTok. <laughs> 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 um, no, I had heaps of, well, I mean... 
Like most of my time in The Bachelor was private just because they didn't bloody air it, did they? Sure. <laughs> yes, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, privacy kind of goes out the window and you sort of get used to like people watching your every move. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Also, we started walking around naked very early on in the piece. Like, yeah, right. Okay. Um, there were security oh, guards. Oh, Abigail mentioned that there was a, that was a Daily Mail thing that yeah. happened really. Oh, yeah, my nudes were leaked. Yeah. Did oh you guys see the naked photos of me? I personally know. Um, yeah, yeah, they um, they posted like topless photos of me and Gail and oh a couple God. of other women. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but except, like, not that I, I don't want to sound pick me, but Gail's is hot. Like she's in a bikini, she's looking schmick, like so's Tilly's and all that. Mm. I had jumped in the pool in my clothes wearing stockings. And so the, <laughs> the photo of me was with hot pink stockings up to my waist, cutting off my muffin top, and I'm <laughs> bending over, right. pulling yes. off my dress. So my tits are sagging, right. I got sunnies on, like I've got stockings on. The famous sunnies? The missing sunnies? No, my yeah. other sunnies that I lost on a train at Christmas. Okay. That also sold out. But anyway, um, yeah. Couldn't have couldn't have picked a better moment. Oh, it was great. It was my friend's wallpapers for ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we'll use it for the episode art for this podcast. Can you actually? I mean, sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I played back this, like, a little whispering footage a couple of times just to see if I might be able to make it out. Oh, my God, you're Would smart. You? Oh, I wouldn't say smart. I'm deranged, I think, is maybe the, the better. I'm your darling. Well, yes, I mean, day and age. Um, I couldn't make out much more than I had feelings Damn for it. Eleanor. Beat me. <laughs> Fuck you. you. I've been looking at it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> what? Fuck you. I had feelings for Eleanor. Okay. There is a series called The Bachelor in Paradise Australia. I, I am aware of it. And there is a man named Jamie Doran who is a main Doran. character yeah, on the this one, podcast. The, the one that was the fireman and then he also right. decided to sue Channel 10 because they made him look like an idiot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and part of him being made to look like an idiot was this speech that he gave where he said, I had feelings for Eleanor that I've actually never felt for anyone in my life. She gave me butterflies every morning when I saw her. I'd be talking to her... And I would be busting to go to the toilet. What? And I would rather pierce my pants and sit there and talk to her than go to the toilet. You know what? That's pretty romantic. It's beautiful. In but its, its own is a way. Bit funny. Yes. It's something that has uh, followed us. Yeah. On this podcast. And every time anyone says anything that you can't hear. Yeah. Oh my God. It's that. Or if somebody has like. Um, Oh, my daughter wrote this letter for me to bring and share with you or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the piss speech. I had feelings for Eleanor and the Jamie piss speech. I can't believe that I didn't see the piss speech. In voiceover, Gary tells us it's his birthday today and there are 15 beautiful women inside that he wants to get to know more. Are you one? Are you two? Are you three? You know how people do this at the end of Happy Birthday? No. no I've never heard that. Is this I've a thing that only that happens in, in Ballina in northern New South Wales? I've never heard of that in my so fucking life. So many people would, like, I can't tell you how much of a normal part of my last? life this yeah, was. Yeah, well, do they go all the way to the number that you're at? That you're at, yes, and you're supposed Jesus. to drink while they're doing it. Oh, my. No, I've you never go, heard of that. No, 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 no. You go... He is a bastard. He's, he's trivial. Yeah, yeah. He's drink it down, down. Here's the sister Bella who's with us tonight. So drink, motherfucker. Drink, motherfucker. Drink, motherfucker. Now, what is that one? You go drink, motherfucker. Drink, motherfucker. And I then they skull the whole drink. And then you go, yay. What do we think of Bella? She's all right. Oh, oh I've never heard that's of what this. You do. This must be southern New South Wales versus northern New South Wales. I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. 
Hang on a minute. Aren't there 16 beautiful women waiting for him back at the mansion? Oh, you think that one of them's left? <gasps> yeah, well, what's going on here? Or does Gary maybe just think that one of them is secretly hideous? Oh. Well, no, actually, this is a weird thing about this episode, which wasn't really explained in the show, but I found out about after it aired. Uh, the Golden Bachelor's official Instagram page shared a clip, which looks like it was shot for the show and then removed. Uh huh. Oh in God. which host Jesse Palmer explains to Gary that one of the women, Marina, the potential vaccine skeptic with three oh, master's degrees, she died. <laughs> she got COVID and died. <laughs> Uh, she has, quote, had a situation with her family back home. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking died. She has been forced to leave the show. Jessie pulls her up on FaceTime. Mm. Seems fairly animated. Okay. Uh, you think this is an a, uh, a Weekend at Bernie's situation? Yeah, totally. They're propping up her dead body and making her mouth move with AI, man. Right. You can do yeah. things these days. That writer strike in LA is legit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, one thing I did notice is that she was a skelly and she was just going, I'm dead now. <laughs> so, it was yeah. actually a sock puppet with lipstick on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she explains to Gary, you know, I'm a single mom and I had to choose my family and support my family's needs at this time. I'm sorry that I had to leave, but at the same time I had to get my priorities straight. You're 70. You're a single mom. I understand that. But, like, you're a single mom or a 40-year-old. Yeah, exactly. If your 40-year-old can't support himself, you have bigger problems than not being able to stay on The Bachelor. I'm also just curious, like, what happens in the, like, one or two weeks? You know, like... Oh, my God, yeah. You must know it's a six-week process. There's clearly something going on here that we're just not being told about. Right. Yeah, no, so for sure. Like, I reckon it's COVID and she dies. Yeah. Mm. She's got a 40-year-old child. Like, what are they not doing? Right. (laughs) Well, Getting vaccinated, apparently. She obviously is still breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Gary says, uh, Aren't we all? Gary the Bachelor here. Uh, I fully understand. Commitment to family overrides just about everything else. Why are you laughing? You've, it's, it's you've kind gone of into Kermit. It's yeah. morphed a little, yeah. They part ways. There's no hard feelings. It's actually like they play it kind of nice. but That's nice. It is like strange that it didn't make the cut in the episode. Like she does literally just disappear. And then for them to leave in this line about like you've got 15 women left. I'm like, hang on. I've been paying attention. I knew how to count. I hadn't. No, of course not. No normal person noticed. I I would not have noticed. I've got problems. Um, Gary arrives at the mansion to find it empty and says, where is everybody? As he strolls through before being met by a surprise party of all the women who, in my opinion, aren't so much hiding as they are outside. (laughs) They're literally like, there's there's a shot that cuts like to them just as they are. Not emerging from anything, but like from a sort of slightly crouched position. <laughs> <laughs> it's as if they had, like, they didn't get the footage earlier of them coming out of somewhere. Early. Yeah, it's we're as crouched as our knees will allow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. don't make the ladies get on their no. hands. Full credit. Yeah. yeah, of course. Gary is delighted though. We see streamers, confetti, balloons that spell out stay golden. <laughs> Chris Jenner lookalike Susan jumps out of a big cake. And is the first to pull Gary for one-on-one That's time. hot and she deserves everything she gets. Mm-hmm. I would have loved. Man, this, I'm sorry, but this just makes me so jealous. Like if I had had the opportunity to take my shirt off in a photo shoot, if I had been baked into a fucking cake, I would have <laughs> won that season. <laughs> I was given no chance it's to true. shine. Yeah. Yeah, These are the producer opportunities that are taken <sighs> away from you 
and instead given to this woman who looks so much like Kris Jenner. She really does, except with huge veneers. Yes. Like it's kind of like a Felix cross with Kris Jenner. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, I don't want to be mean to Felix. He just nah, has big right. teeth. He does I'm have sure he knows. He's, teeth, he's a well, tooth Well, I checked. Forward. They're actually not veneers. Also, I stuck my hands in his mouth. Big Gail told us, yeah, yeah as yeah. well, that no, they're me real. No, me and Gail actually did it. It was actually, I said to Felix, I did a, I performed a little bit of dentistry on the show. Ah, good, wow. yes. Yeah, when we were best friends before he ghosted me. You made the lead look even shinier and cleaner and whiter and still they couldn't yeah. bake you into a cake. It's fucked up. I Man, if I was baked into a cake and I popped out naked, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> My dad wouldn't have. Anyway. Uh, he'll live. Susan tells him she's been waking up very early and cooking for all the women and we get some very godfathery Italian background music as she explains, so I was frying meatballs, my sausage, my garlic. Who doesn't like garlic? Who don't want pepper? And it has to stew for hours. Like, she's just going off. I love she's this. She's trying to poison all the other women so they smell strongly like garlic, so mm-hmm. she gets more of a put- look oh, in. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I used to cook for all the women on The Bachelor. Oh, oh you did? Great. No, that was my thing because a lot of the women actually didn't cook much. Right. And I love cooking because I'm, I'm I was a live-in nanny for a long time. Yeah. So, like, mm. housekeeping, like, I cook for a family. Yeah. So my big thing, that's my love language. So I do all this cooking for everyone. And people used to always joke, they like, Bella's going to poison all the girls. <laughs> um, it was a joke. Never did. Never would. Never didn't. But um, if I ne- also never put a bunch of garlic in the breakfast. I mean, that's, mm. a, that's smart. I didn't think of that as That's Honestly, the way to go, she, isn't that's it? And a then strategic recuse move. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that hungry this morning. Yeah. That's a, that's a <laughs> you abs- guys go ahead. I'll take Or she takes left. her sausage out before she puts the garlic in and then all the other women reek like garlic for the rest of the day mm, and she's mm. smelling like a fine sausage. She's just smelling like real nice Pristine like, sausage. Like oily meat. Yeah. yeah. And Gary, bless his heart, he's like, it's a little too spicy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cut to April, who's grilling hot dogs on the barbecue, and she asks, I wonder how Gary likes his wiener. That's a classic. Um, although, like, his own wiener, is it, like, an interesting twist on it, I guess? I don't know. How does he like his wiener? Circumcised, I'm guessing. Enough? Wet? Yeah. Sure, yeah. All good answers. Uh, first impression Rose recipient, Faith is glad to have another moment with Gary, where she tells him she's been feeling inadequate around the elegance of the other women. She expresses this by saying, I swim in the river. I drink from the hose. I swim in a horse water trough. One of my favorite lines I've ever heard. It's so good. That is actually, that's the best thing I've ever heard. That's poetry. What does she look like? Oh, I'll find her for you. She looks beautiful. I bet she does. All of these women are gorgeous. She's a musician too, actually. Oh, and she swims in a horse trough. This is my kind of lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, Joan from Rockland, Maryland, bonds with Gary about celebrating a birthday soon after losing a spouse and how it can be difficult to even look at a picture of their person once they're gone. This is the third moment in this episode where Gary is bonding one of the women over, like, grieving a partner in what I am calling good grief. (laughs) Good Um, grief. I think it, this is like the the emotional core of this season, and we knew this was the case for Gary as well. But the fact yeah. that he's connecting on that level, I well, guess. you know, they do say that trauma bonding on the first date actually isn't very healthy, and it creates mm. like an like an unhealthy kind of base for the relationship. I mean, mm. I wouldn't want someone to date me because we both had dead partners. I'd want someone to date me for who that's I true. am. Yeah, that's true. So I actually don't 
look, little prediction here. I actually yeah. don't think these women are going to go that far mm. because it's just not really setting a good right. It's it's base. You might, not setting a it healthy might be the foundation of some kind of relationship, a friendship. But, yes, yeah. 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 But trauma bonding, and I can tell you from experience, mm. doesn't end well. There you go. Right here. Gary, Understood. <laughs> Gary surprises Ellen, friend of Roberta, with. <laughs> I mentioned that because Roberta, in the first episode, um, we found out that she is very close friends with this woman named Roberta who is suffering from cancer. And then um, at the end of the episode, we found out that she died during the God, like, everybody's got a sub story. It's just, everybody's just fucking I can't dying. believe how much airtime all these women's stories are getting. All these dead women. Yeah. I'm... Honestly, just really jealous. It feels a lot shorter <laughs> when I'm not explaining it, though. No, me. but I love everything you do, Zave. Oh, thank you, Bella. Um, so Gary surprises Ellen with a framed photograph of the two of them, which was taken on the group date. Um, weirdly much nicer than all of the other photos on the group date. <laughs> Bizarre. Um, I'm sort of surprised we didn't actually see this photo being taken. Like, this this is easily the nicest photo of all of them. She's, like, smiling from ear to ear. Would have been kind of nice. but Cute. Um, she says, oh, my God, are you kidding me? That's one of the best presents I've ever gotten in my whole life. And in ITM, she adds, he has a mansion full of beautiful women and he has taken the time to have a picture framed of my relationship with him so far. That made me so happy. And I'm, like, scoffing a little bit about the idea that he, like, left the mansion and, like, you know, went down to some downtown framing shop in Agora Hills and <laughs> waited around while yep. they mounted the photo for him. I'm laughing a little bit, but then we get this like teary ITM from her where she says, I'm feeling so special. And any man that can this make me feel special at this stage in my life is possibly the man that I want to love. And I hope he feels the same. Aww. Pretty sweet. It's like this thing keeps happening in this series where like whenever I have a little trace of my usual kind of skepticism or mm. like mm. cynicism about how this sausage gets made, plenty of garlic, obviously. Yeah, mm. uh, it something just knocks that over. You know, is it, the, is it the naivety? Like, is I it... think it's partly that. Like, yeah. just, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say naivety because obviously they're experienced and older and stuff. But like, but not naive knowing in the sense of like how the bachelor gets yeah. made, how like. How production TV works. works. Yeah. Exactly. G- Gary's not allowed to leave the house. No. Like, there's no way he went and printed that off. Sure. Production have gone and printed that off and given it to him and told him to give it to her. And like, something like this gets said on almost every season of The Bachelor. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe you set up this beautiful cheese board for us. Or, yeah. you know, you chose this place for us to go temp in bowling or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, obviously, everybody knows that that's not true. But in this situation, because of the way it's delivered and because of the way it's Aww. received by Gary. I don't think about that as much. And yeah, so, Bella, okay, cool. what does it take to make you feel special? And did you feel that way on the show? No. Well, yes, I, okay. I did feel that way on the show, but not by Jed. Yeah. Not by any of the men in yeah. any regard. But I was thinking earlier just about this moment. I actually had one of the best moments of my life on the show. Fuck yeah. Um, But it wasn't on the show. It was on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So it was after the drama left and we just were left with this core group of women that was so fun. And so on the weekends we didn't have much to do and we had houseminders that would live in the house with us Mm. and we decided that we're going to run Batchy's Got Talent. Great. And I'm a musician and I write music a lot and Kiki had a guitar Mm. 
So I asked Kiki if I could borrow her guitar because I wanted to write a theme song for The Bachelor. Right. So all the girls, we all went off into different corners of the house and came up with all these shows and we did these performances and I've never laughed so much. Like Crystal and Abigail and Coco did this like rendition of like The Lion King where they stuck marshmallow eyes onto a pineapple and pretended it was a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was so funny. And like Jess Navin did a strip tease. Like it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did, so I rewrote, you know, Scar by Missy Higgins. Yeah, yeah. I rewrote it as The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I wrote it about like how we get fake tans and how – um, Osha, like just it was one of my better works, mm. and I sang it for everyone. And so I haven't played music since um, my last gig was well before my cancer diagnosis, like nine years ago. So yeah. I don't play music publicly anymore. So this is the first time I played in front of an audience in a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah, and um, everybody like gave me a standing ovation. Oh. And they all, we all, for some reason, it was after a rose ceremony, so we had, like, 20 roses, so everyone's throwing roses, oh. and then they're like, play it again, play it again. So then I played it again, and everyone was like, yeah. And then it started, like, from everyone standing ovation, it started this, like, rave where we were all sober because we weren't allowed alcohol, but we all suddenly took our clothes off and we're just dancing. Wow. And we danced for hours, like, the most, like... It was the most insane thing I've ever experienced. It was just this high of, like, yeah. absolute joy. Yeah. And, like, I just remember coming out of it and I cried and I wrote about it all in my diary. It's all in my diary, like, everything. Yeah. Just how, like, there was no distractions. There was no phones. No one could check anything. It was just pure joy. Yeah. Best night of my life. That's, that's how you feel yeah. special in the So that's life. how I feel special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I, like, anything. I've never had a guy make me feel that special. I, I've never had a man make me feel as special as my friends do. Yeah. Um, like, I'm a girl's girl, straight up. Yeah. And The Bachelor really reinforced that with me. Like, I love women and I yeah. think they're brilliant. And it's just really unfortunate that I love the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the women file in for the rose ceremony. And Gary's got another nice little speech here. He says... A few days. <laughs> Go on. Max had to do some last week. I, it's all me. No, this Max, time. can you do some? A few days ago, we all met. We were strangers. We didn't know anything about each other. And today I look at this group of women. You're all my friends. That really makes a night like this very difficult for me. But I know this process, process, it's hard to know how he would say that word, is working. And so I appreciate every one of you. And I hope you know that I have high, strong feelings for all of you. Teresa and Nancy are safe already. This is for you. Read my next bit. Teresa and Nancy are safe already, so Gary hands out roses to sexy dancer Leslie, Rockland Maryland Joan, first limo exit Edith, Roberta's friend Ellen, Sandra from Atlanta, Susan Jenner, Christina, who I'm just adding this for our listeners who might have been intrigued by her Instagram bio. What's her Instagram bio? So we we were we we did a before we started covering the season properly, we we did a big look into everybody's Instagrams and yeah, finding out what's the story with everybody. I love how mm. thorough you guys are. You mustn't do much else. 
No. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a flat no. Yeah, there was a time when I was normal. <laughs> hey, none of us are normal and that's why we're all yeah, sitting nice. here holding yeah, hands. Yeah. Bella, thank you. Just so everyone that. listening knows we're all holding hands. We, we insist broken, on that. Yeah. We've yeah. been sitting here touching this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My toes are interlinked with Max's. <laughs> Crazy because Max has got weird fucking toes. So yeah, yeah, they're hey, long. I don't know if you guys have looked at mine. Oh yeah, they're pretty normal. Actually, my toes weird. weird. Okay, we're gonna talk about this later. We'll talk about toes later. We need to write down the things we're talking about later. <laughs> so yes, okay. So the thing we learned from her Instagram bio. Mm. Mm. Most of the Instagram bios we I, we weren't really expecting these like sixty-seven-year-old women to have. Instagram. Yeah, really. totally. Like, we didn't think there would be much going on there. And it turns out all of them have Instagram, and some of them, like, started it more recently than okay, others yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, most of them were, like, you know, much better than we expected. I love that they're cashing in. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. Take the fucking bag, you no, know? No, totally. Um, Christina was maybe the only one who really reinforced our assumption about what, like, a 60 to 7-year-old, uh, 60 to 70-year-old woman would have as their Instagram. Her Instagram bio... You hate to see it. Was either a lowercase L or an uppercase I? What? That's it. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's either <laughs> what? I or what? That's it. Yeah. Any photos? She had photos. Just the bio. I'm talking. So about. That was it. Like, yeah. Oh, just there were no it. real like captions on the photos either, right? Not a huge amount. No, oh. we were just sort of posting photos and going. Whoa. Someone's children hey. don't talk to her. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, she's updated it now, and it says, currently a contestant on the ABC okay, show yeah. Golden Bachelor. Gary has big, fat tears rolling down his cheeks. Gary has big, <laughs> fat big titties. Fat. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I thought he was saying. Where did Gary get these big, fat titties from? Where did he from? get these big, fucking titties? Camera cuts away and they're back, yeah. Good on him. Yeah. Gary has big, fat titties rolling down his cheek and is comforted <laughs> by Jesse Palmer. As he bids farewell to dental hygienist Peggy, Jeannie from Down Under, if you count Tennessee as Down Under. I was about to say there's not an Australian on this no, show. No, no, no. no. Uh, and pro-aging coach Natasha Hardy, who we were convinced was going to be the next big thing. Oh, we loved yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. And maybe she is, but not on The Bachelor, yeah. The Golden Bachelor. There is a nice ITM from Jeannie who underlines the themes of the series so far. She says, I know that he was feeling bad about hurting me tonight, but Mm -hmm. a lot of us, we were really kind of giving up on love. And with Gary, we know there's nice guys out there and there's hope and that's all we could ever ask for. I know my mama found love in her 70s and I know I can do it too. And she produced a pack of Tim Tams. (laughs) She really no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that wasn't the genie from Down Under. However, that was former Bachelor Tim Robards in a Tim Tam act. And Apollo. Oh, Apollo did it too. Yeah. yeah. Apollo. Remember him? Yeah. They both were the Tim Tam genie Bella, in the ads for Tim Tams. I remember that. That's you great. You need to make a call yeah. to the Arnott's company and say you haven't had an ex-Bachelor I'm, Tim Tam genie for a little while. You know what? Like, fuck it, guys. Let's hit them up on Instagram right, right. now. Okay, should I, hi guys, I'm from the last season. Hey guys, I'm from the Bachelor of the of Hearts Bachelor, podcast. And I was just thinking that you guys need a new Tim Tam genie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is this what I should be going with? I think yeah. so. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We all remember I'm these ads. I'm happy to put my hand up. Let me know your thoughts. I love this. Yeah. Act now or I will talk to what's another biscuit brand. Uh, <laughs> I will, 
Guys, I've just inboxed Alex. I wanted to like our biggest fan. <laughs> this is proof. Yeah, we're seeing like, it. This give is me a one Negroni, and I'll fucking do anything. Oh, can you screenshot that? Thank you. Next week, Ellen gets a hot air balloon single date. You love to see it, and this sets up the first promo that I've seen that focuses on what you would normally call drama. Okay. Mm. Oh my god, I'm excited. The women are growing more attached, and therefore having a harder time navigating all dating the same man. Yeah, right. How it works. I was wondering if this would happen on this season because it's very souffle so far. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. And then as the credits are playing, we have this stinger, which in my opinion is the best part of this episode. Made okay. me laugh very, very much. Natasha Hardy, who is this beautiful pro-aging sort of like life coach, but cool. sort of like just, yeah. Thomas vibes. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, she's like, she's like, seems cool. Okay, cool. That's the short <laughs> Yeah. And she so, does not have this sort of like, she doesn't like have of, this kind of like weird really kind of way of speaking. Me, like deep really nice eye. Like because we sort of look and you say how wonderful things are. As the credits are rolling, she gets the funniest moment of the week. She pulls up to the camera as sassy as can be. She says, guys, do the rose ceremony in chairs. You got people in here 60, 70 and above. Do the rose ceremony in chairs. She's doing like a stand-up bit. It's really funny. She goes, they have chair yoga. They have chair exercise. They have chair aerobics. Chair rose ceremony. And then she does this big like, hmm, to the camera. It's incredible. It made me laugh so really much. Hey, I agree. I yeah. lost a toenail because of those rose ceremonies. Yeah, wow. How did that happen? My, Just shoe, on the my high heels or? were too tight. Oh. And yeah. I was standing for so long that when I left The Bachelor, and when I started working as a tour guide, I got, uh, I, my toenail was turning black and then I had one suitcase over the toe and the whole thing ripped off. What? Gosh. All it takes is one suitcase over the toe and I've once, always said that. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You want to lose a toe, you just one suitcase. All it takes. I love this. I thought it was very off the cuff. No, good on And it. it made me wonder, like, I mean, it could have been a prepared bit or whatever. No. And it, they might have just asked the right question. But, like, you were very funny also on The Bachelor. Oh, my God, and bless. Particularly, like, in ITMs, I think that's, like, a great medium for you. I don't know if you feel the same way. I'm sure you were actually also great in lots of other circumstances and that just didn't really. <laughs> but, like, um, it's so funny to hear that now you're doing comedy because I know that you're funny. And, like, is is that... Do you get much of an opportunity to like riff or is it just like they're asking the right question at the right time or they're catching you in the right moment? Or? So I was doing comedy before The Bachelor. Yeah. Sick, yeah. I actually had a bit of a profile for myself pre-Bachelor. Uh-huh. Um, I had had a couple of viral videos. TikToks, we've seen them. Yeah, you've seen the therapy, therapy for men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my, that's probably one of my biggest hits. You know what's fun? I haven't seen them. And so, Max, turns out you've got the same illness I do. Now I'm sick. (gasps) You are sick and I want you to explain, uh... Single dog men as well later because I'm okay, interested cool. in yeah, that. Yeah, I totally can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I nut this out. I think this. Is, I think about the weirdest stuff, but I think about it all the time. Um, but yeah, so I, I was already doing funny things, and I, my mum's a drama teacher, right? Oh, sick. Thought, yeah, she's cool. She's not very funny. She is funny, but she hasn't got comedic timing. Mm. It's a long running joke in the family. But um, I've always been a bit of a... me neither. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Real good. Okay. Thank you. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I've just, I, I don't know, I've just always been funny, but I guess, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also extremely Me anxious. Me neither. <laughs> fuck off. Fucking hell. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> 
I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> um, I'm very anxious, and I guess like comedy is a great way to hide anxiety. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know, if you're good at it, yeah. If you're not good at it, just makes the anxiety so much worse. Amplifies it? it, yes. Yeah. And I found out it's something I'm actually quite good at. Mm. So um You've been building a profile. I've been building a profile. I I actually had more followers. Well, when I went on The Bachelor, yeah. I was getting about 150 new followers a day. Yeah, right. Okay. I have never been able to hit that again. Interesting. And yeah. I always think, not that I regret The Bachelor because it gave me a bit of a profile, but I always think I wonder where I'd be if I hadn't gone on well, there. Because you had to mm. disappear for so long. It was a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. So that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. We know that next time on The Bachelor there's going to be some real – Significant old person drama. I'm oh really God, looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Hearts are pounding at the Orny very idea old of old person geriatric bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God, thanks for having it's me. It's so nice. It's so nice How to can our friends you. connect with you? Oh, guys. Yes, yeah, please plug some stuff. Cool. Like, I'm on Instagram and TikTok as Spicy Johnston, but I've actually just released a sunroom. So do you guys know what sunroom is? What is that? It, well, it's essentially like um, like a it's a paywall okay. platform. Yes. Um, similar to OnlyFans, but not for porn. So yeah, sure. I just want to reiterate, not doing porn. No, there's only shame in porn, but I'm really lazy. You're not doing it. Yep. No, understood. but a lot I. Of work. Th- yeah, it's so much. Like, people underestimate how hard it is to be an OnlyFans okay, creator. Yeah. Like, it is a full-time job. I do not want full-time jobs. Mm-mm. No, so. Well, I'm what just, kind of stuff are you doing on there? Yeah, cool. So I'm doing, like, sex story reviews. I'm doing just, like, personal stuff, um, conversations with people. I actually haven't even launched it yet, but I am launching it. Okay. And it's going to be good. Is it? Should we? Same username? Same username. Always Spicy Johnstone. Everything's on my Instagram. Um, I'm also... I've got a podcast coming in the next few weeks. I guess just check out my Instagram and you'll be up to date with all my musings, all my creative endeavours, all the – I've got ADHD. There's a lot. (laughs) I stick my fingers in all the pies. This is right. This is the way – it's the correct way to operate as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's fun. Follow my Instagram. It's always a party. Yes. Yes. You can find Bella at Spicy Johnston on Instagram and on TikTok. A great follow. A wonderful person. thank you so much. So much An incredible guest. This has been really, really lovely. This has been so – Fun. We've had a great time. If you want to connect with us, at Pod on Instagram is probably the best place that you can find us. There's also the Bachelor of Hearts Osh posting group on Facebook <laughs> if you are uh, still on that platform. It's time to uh, separate the circle. Um, uh, what else Disentangle the toes. We've all had a lovely time. We'll be back in your feed again pretty soon with another episode talking about Gary and Friends. More of the Golden Bachelor. We are uncertain yet when we'll tape, but listeners, we will certainly let you know. Next episode, we've got next week week for both of us is fucked. So we'll find the time and we will uh, talk to you then. Until then, listener, we We love love you. you. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye, guys.